gave me this year uh, is Roar. I don't know if we have that slide. Just put that slide up, the one slide of Roar. And uh, I don't know if you can read that or not. I can't read that. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's big enough for me. The Lord spoke this to me the end of December, the beginning of January, and it, it's really rare to, for me to get a word that carries out through the entire year, but this has, been, this has been literally a word of the Lord for this year, for our church, and I believe any, anybody that hears it, that receives it, that the Spirit of God quickens them, that they receive it, that, uh, that this is an activated word in this year. Uh, I don't know about you, but the last few years, we've lost some stuff. Our church has lost some stuff. Uh, we've, friendships, we've, we've lost some people. Uh, there's been jobs. There's been all kinds of things that have been lost. There's been prodigals. Hello, somebody. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that we have lost, and there's a lot of things that we have given up. Thank you. I like that. Come on. My church, thank you. Lift, yeah. They talk to me back home, so it's okay if you talk to me. Uh, but... I want us to turn, if we would, I'm going to just jump into this. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30, I'm going to read a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll get into this. Uh, four facets to this word. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to touch a little bit of it today. It's up on the wall. Can we, I'm sorry, can we go back to the other slide? I just want to highlight those before I forget. Recovery, overflow, advancement, and restoration. That is the word roar for this year. And we're going to talk a little bit about recovery. Overflow is Psalm 6511. That I believe there's blessings that have been held up. That it, this is the time for it. This is the season. And we're seeing that we're literally seeing that happen. I can give you instances where that has happened where there's been abundant blessing. And I'm not, I'm not your prosperity preacher. Hello? I'm not going there. But I'm telling you, there's been some things that have been unlocked that are God-given that has brought overflow into people's lives, even businesses, people that have desired to own their own business, that God is opening the door and bringing overflow into their life. Overflow is not for us to enjoy and be selfish with. Overflow is for us to, to get the kingdom business going literally around the world. Yes, God wants you to enjoy. Life should be enjoyed. It should not be a bummer. Hello? Coming to church should not be a bummer. It should be exciting. You should have expectation. You should meet God when you come into a house of worship. Amen. Hello? So there's overflow. Advancement, Jeremiah 46.3, we might touch on that. Advance towards the battle is what the Lord said. And I think for a few years the church has retreated from the battle. We have retreated and we have not advanced. We're letting the world dictate, culture dictate what the, what the rules are. And God has given us the playbook. He's given us the rules. And it's time for us to get out of our seats and live the kingdom everywhere that we go and advance his kingdom. Not our denomination, not our, you know, 16 fundamental, whatever your thing is. We're not, it's to advance his kingdom and his purpose in this hour and in this season. And finally, restoration, Joel 2.25. Uh, we may not get to that today. But everybody shout, distressed. distressed. Distressed is a word we'll talk about, and it's right here. David and his men, verse 1 of 1 Samuel 30, they came to Ziklag on the third day. The Amalekites had made a raid against the Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, which was different than what David would do. What David would do just happened to him, except he would go in and they would kill people. They would kill them all. They were all taken captive here, but they weren't killed. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for that. 
But they carried them off and went their way. Verse 3, when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with them raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. Have you ever been in that place? You just got no more tears. It's just, it's just, it's just been, you've just cried all the tears you can cry. David's two wives also had been taken captive. Owen's, Pastor Owen's going to, he's going to talk about the two wife thing later on. I'm not going to get into that. I'll let him cover that. His two wives have been taken captive and the widow of Nabal of Carmel. Verse 6, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul. Each for his sons and daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Being distressed, I see this. When the Lord gave me this word, I see this all the time. There are people distressed because they've been stricken with an illness. We have a, one of my best friends in Omaha. He's, he's our sax player, 47 years old, gets hit with stage four cancer. Makes no sense whatsoever. It's like, where did this come from? Lives a clean life. Everything's going well, and they hit this thing. He's a giver. He's a server. He's a servant. He's humble. Jesus is first in everything. This young man has the opportunity, 47, I'll call him a young man. He has the opportunity to really enjoy wealth, and he chooses not to. He lives a very moderate life, loves Jesus with everything, hit with cancer that should take him out. Just endured a 13-hour surgery, just three and a half weeks ago, and doctors are saying he's just, he's really way ahead on the mend. And we believe the big part of that is because God is not done with him, and God, sometimes you don't see a word come to pass until you go through hell and high water and fire. Hello? There's not really a testimony until you go through a mess, till you go through something that is too big for you, that is more than you can handle. They have people tell me all the time, you need to read your word because people will come to me and say, God will never give you more than you can handle. I say, you're a liar. You have never read the word of God if you believe that. That's not in there. He will give you more than you can handle to show what he can handle. He will give you a whole lot more than you can handle so that his strength is revealed and you understand how much you need him. See, I just be honest with you, we don't need him too much in America. We kind of, we're good. We're good. And that's what happened to David. He got in trouble because he really didn't need, he had so many victories. There was so much that he was able to accomplish. Yes, he was anointed of God. Yes, he had a call of God on his life. But I think David, some theologians think in 1 Samuel 30, this is a point in David's life where he's actually backslidden. Until I got into this word, I never really saw that. The backslidden state is when you stop depending on God. And you start depending on your strength and what you can do, how you can make it happen, how you can turn events around, how you can make the financial deal happen and then pay for it for years to come. Hmm. How you wanted that hot-looking thing on two legs and God kept telling you, no, no, don't do it, and you did it. And it's a mess. Let me give you a little hope this morning. God turns messes around. God turns our failures into victories. But we're going to have to see the key of how he does it. He's in this place of being distressed. 
and he's bitter in soul. His, his best fighting men are ready to kill him because their wives and children have been taken captive. I don't know about you, but I've faced some things where I'm like, I, I, I want to give up. Last Sunday, I didn't want to preach. I didn't. I just, I just stepped up, and I, I just told me that I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here, but I'm going to honor the Lord and give you what he's given me. I'm just being straight. Too many people on deathbed. Too much distress. Too much heaviness. God, where are you in this? And he's always right in the center of it. And we don't, we sing these songs because it's reality. In the midst of this, we need to do what David did. I don't know what you're going through, but I guarantee you there are marriages in trouble in this room today. Pastor Owen started digging into these young people lunch yesterday, talking about marriage and stuff. And, and I, I mean this with all my heart. Pastor Owen Shaloy probably, if you have marriage issues, you, you have the best to help you with that. I, I mean that sincerely. And uh, I, I even thought, I'm going to give them your your cell number when it's time for them to get marriage counseling, they can get a hold of you because we want it to stick and we want it to last, you know. But there's people in this room that you've got health issues going on and it's distressful. It's like heavy. And I'm telling you, God has given you a word today that he is going to give you full recovery. Amen. He is going to give you full restoration. Even Restoration. I believe one of the things the Lord is saying to us as a church, he's going to restore the years that seem to have been wasted. These last few years, it's just like, God, it hasn't made sense. It feels like we are just going backwards, and the world is just marching on with their agenda. And God is saying, I'm going to restore the years. You're going to have, you're going to have restored influence. You're going to have restored vision and assignment. You're going to recover all that's been lost. I'm telling you, for me, it's like, God, I want to recover people that we've lost. I want to recover finances that we lost. I want to recover the influence and power and authority you had given us, Lord God. I want to see that recovered. And the Lord's saying, he's going to do that. Amen. And there's a roar. When we do what David did, it turns things around. He's distressed, and he's about to get murdered by his own men. And he's like, wait a minute. I've been distressed before. I've been in pickles before. I've been in places I didn't know how I was going to get out before. I, I fought battles, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to win this. I'm going to be defeated. I'm going to be humiliated. It's going, to, I'm, it's going to be bad. Lost business deals before. Had trouble with my kids before. You name it. It's happened, but I've seen God in the midst of it. And David starts going, wait a minute. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. you got a lion inside. You have the lion of Judah inside of you. You were made for praise. See, when he began to encourage himself in the Lord, his vision changed. When he began to encourage himself in the Lord, his everything around him changed, and he started seeing how God could give him victory when it looked like ultimate defeat was in front of him. See, you need to hear this this morning. You will never see it until you say it. 
You will never see it until you say it. You've got to begin speaking recovery over your children and over your marriage and over your finances, over your business, over your dreams. God wants to resurrect those dreams that have died over recent days because he has a better dream for you. He wants you to begin to declare overflow over your life and advancement over your life. It's not going to be just the words. You're going to have to do what David did. You're going to have to, after you encourage yourself, you're going to have to stand up say, guys, we got to go get it back. We got to go take it. God's given us a word. Some of you, God's given you a word, and you're sitting on your hiney, waiting on God to do all the work. No, there's work that he has for you to do. You're going to have to get those feet moving. You're going to have to get those hands dirty. You're probably going to get banged up in it. But he's already declared victory. David encouraged himself in the Lord, and he got up, and he said, guys, we're going to go take back what we have lost. We're going to go fight for our wives and our children and our families. It's time for the church to fight for our families. It's time for us to say no to the agenda of hell and say yes to the agenda of heaven. You see, one of the reasons we're not making impact in culture is because culture has invaded the church to a point we're one and the same. Not church alive, though. You got to rise up, encourage yourself in the Lord, and then say, you going with me? David had four or six hundred went with him, but there was a couple hundred that stayed behind. And this is the cool thing. Some of them stayed behind to watch over the baggage and the luggage. They were, and they were too tired to fight. And there was, in the crowd, there's like, all you over here, you're going to stay behind and watch the luggage and protect everything while we go fight. And this side, wait a minute. How come they shouldn't get what we get? But it's different in God's kingdom and his economy. You do your job, I do my job, and God has, he has rewards for that. Hello? He has purpose and assignment in that. He's just wanting you to do your assignment. Don't do their assignment. Do your assignment. You'll get weary and you'll get burnt out when you're trying to live in somebody else's anointing and their assignment. You got to walk out your assignment. They take them back and they go and they recover. I got to read it because some of you won't believe it unless you read it. I want, before I get to that, I got to tell you this. In verse 7 through, I don't know, 15 or so, it says, David, he asked for the ephod so that he could seek the Lord. That's the way they used to seek the Lord back in the day. And the Urim and Thummim would give them direction on what they're to. Should we go or not? And this, they would talk to God through this. Okay, I'm not going to get into that, all that today. But we don't have to do that anymore. Jesus made a way that we can go right into the Holy of Holies. We can talk with God. Father, am I supposed to marry that girl? Father, we have some friends who are uh, trying to buy a business right now, and we're like, is God's, is God's presence on, is his touch, is his peace on this? If God says yes, you go for it. It's not going to be easy. Building a business is not easy. But if God says do it, go do it. Have the peace of God, run with it. Don't, don't, don't get your eyes on what you see around you. Don't get your eyes on the NASDAQ. Don't get your eyes on the economy around you. Get your eyes on Jesus. And if he says go do it, go do it. And he'll bring success to it. He'll prosper it. Hello? That's the key is to follow his voice. So David seeks the Lord. Are we supposed to go back? And he gets the yes. Everybody say yes. I love the yes from the Lord, but I love the no just as much. 
because a no is protection. A no keeps me from settling for good when God has great. A no keeps me sensitive to the Lord's voice. Hello? He got the yes to go. And look at what the Bible says. I love this in verse 16. And when, they had, when he had taken him down, they had this Amalekite that kind of told him where, where everybody was so they could go fight him. And he said, verse 17, David struck them down from twilight until the evening of the next day, and not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who mounted camels and fled. Verse 18, David recovered all. Somebody say all. all. See, Sometimes we go in and we pray for people in a hospital. We just, we want a little healing. No, I want to see it all. Amen. We got to have people of faith that believe God can do it all, not just a little bit. That while you have lost, God would recover it all, not just a trickle. I've, I had a word from the Lord many years ago that spoke of a flood, not a trickle, and I'm declaring the flood. Hello? I don't want the trickle. I want the flood. And it's coming from a direction that I didn't expect it to come from. I'm waiting on what God has, somebody. Hello. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. He rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing. Whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken, David brought back all. He captured all the flocks and herds. The people drove the livestock before him and said, this is David's spoil. And that's where he begins to kind of break the spoil up, break the, the, the goods up between those who fought and those who had to stay behind. How do you react when you face distress? I want to encourage you, be like David. Praise him anyway. Praise changes the atmosphere are y'all with me today? Come on. You, you can't be quiet anymore. You seriously cannot be quiet. I'm not talking about being arrogant and, uh, you know, belligerent. All, I'm not talking, I'm talking about having a voice for the king. In my private life, see, if I can't worship here, it's, it, it's probably because I'm not worshiping back home. Hello? But he wants us to use our voice. You'll never see it until you say it. He wants us to praise him in the midst of the distress. And then he'll show us what he wants to do. Amen. Because David was in this place. I want to speak to those who you feel like, man, I walked away from God. I've done some stuff. Matter of fact, I'm doing some stuff right now I know God doesn't approve of. So what? You think God's too little? That he can't restore you? You think God is so little that he can't forgive your stupidity and foolishness? Are you hearing me? David is such an example for us that he starts trusting in himself, but he comes back to a point of where he encourages himself in the Lord. Then he turns to the Lord and says, forgive me, I need your help. What am I supposed to do? Which way am I supposed to go? See, I, I really believe that the Lord spoke this to me a week ago. Some of you need the courage and you need the faith to yank your kids out of public school. And you need to trust God to provide for you to get them into a Christian school. I don't know what your schools are like here. In Omaha, it's bad. Hundreds of teachers leaving. It's bad. The environment is bad. What they're cramming down our children's mind is bad and wrong. Well, do you sit there and let the Egyptians train you? 
Or do you say, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm not, probably not going to have to get, I can't get that new car. Probably not going to go on that vacation this year. But 20 years from now, 10 years from now, I'll be so thankful I spent the money on my kids and not on a pleasure that lasted for a moment. Trust God for recovery in your life. I'm telling you, there's things that have been lost that God wants to restore to you and, and for you to recover so that you can do what he wants you to do. And I believe that's a word for somebody today. You're allowing the Egyptians to train your children. You're wondering why your kid comes home and he's an Egyptian. And I, I, I'm not, if you're a public school teacher, God bless you. My wife is a teacher in a Christian school. She's been in the public schools. And she's come home with horror stories. And I, I, I just, this is not in the word. I almost feel like it needs to collapse before it can ever be better. Can't throw money at it. There's got to be a change of heart. And I do know there are some public, I do know there are some who have great leadership. I do know that. But there's a mass agenda to destroy our children. And we can't be foolish about this. We must be wise. And do what is necessary for our children for generations yet to come. Yes. Maybe I should keep my head down here while I <laughs> preach. I'm going to just shut down here. Jeremiah 46.3, prepare buckler and shield and advance for battle. And I, I want to, there's so much in this I can't take time with. When we talk about God bringing recovery in our life, David saw recovery because he recovered the presence of the Lord in his life. He recovered and restored the altar in his life. It's not about just coming to church. It's about having an altar before the Lord at all times in our home. It's recovering and restoring the priority of God's word in our families. When's the last time you had a devotion with your family and your children? When's the last time you talked about God and his word other than being in the house of worship? See, it's got to be a lifestyle because we're going to enter days, church, where you may not be able to come like this. You're going to need that foundation in your personal life and the standards in your home to persevere difficult times. You've got to restore the priority of God's word in your life and God's going to restore some stuff to you. When you restore the priority of his presence, that means intimacy. That means you, don't, you don't get the good stuff from God by just coming Sunday and kind of as, as a going through the motions. Hello? Don't, I'm, not, I'm not making light of being here. Not at all. But I'm saying there's more to that. Amen. You should be so impacted by the presence of God today and his word and the encouragement of brothers and sisters. When you leave this place, you're going to hunger his presence Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You're going to have a secret place, and it's in that private secret place that God reveals mysteries, reveals truths, reveals wisdom for the decisions you need to make. I hope I'm talking to somebody today. Because this is not enough. It's a big part of our life. But there are six days in between that we have to make sure that we have a place for God in everything. Not just we're in distress, but as a lifestyle. Then he says, prepare buckler and shield in advance for battle. I believe that's the way the Lord wants me to end today is it's time for you to get up and advance to battle. Whatever the fear has been, you need to advance towards that.
Whatever the thing has been that's been distressing you, that's robbed you, that's stolen from you, he's wanting you to take his word and advance towards it. Put on the full armor of God to fight this war. When there are moments and, and times of prayer called here, you need to be here, but you need to have that daily time of prayer and intercession. When you put on the full armor of God, you don't know what you're walking into when you step out that door. We were on our way over here and saw a horrible wreck on the way over, and then just north of Peoria, <laughs> uh, the, the van just started having problems, and the back end was wobbling really bad, and we were making good time. <laughs> then we lost time. And all of a sudden, my wife says, the tire's going apart. <laughs> she could see the stuff flying, and so we pulled over, and God, God watched over us and protected us. Hello, somebody? I'm telling you, we, we pray a shield of protection around that van. We pray, and, and, I, and I know bad things happen to good people. I know that. I'm telling you, this old boy, I have to trust God for everything. And it may seem small and insignificant, but we pray before we get in the car and go somewhere. Hello? And, and I pray, Lord, do you want me to go to that store today? What do you want me to do? The Lord's wanting us to fine-tune our Ability to hear his voice. Because this is what it boils down to. It wasn't about the tire that was being blown up on our van. It was about the family that I met at Firestone getting the tire fixed. That's what it's always about. God will use trouble in your life to connect you with people who are dealing with more trouble than you're going through. And you are the conduit of hope you're the conduit of love and encouragement. You're often the conduit of provision. Hello, somebody. Yeah. You're the conduit of Jesus. So don't be cursing that tire that just blew up. You thank God that he kept you and he watched over you. And the Lord, even there were times, even with the police officers. So are y'all like a, a band or something? I see instruments in it. And I, you start telling them what's going on. Amen. And, and you start telling them, and we pray for you. You've got one of the most difficult jobs in, in all of the country. And you're underappreciated. All of that stuff. We pray for you. Those moments, it's not about the tire. It's not about what's distressing you. It's about the people God wants you to draw closer to him and show them that he loves them. Amen. You may have walked away from the Lord years ago. I, I see friends, people that are, what's the word? They're deconstructing their faith. I feel like the church has failed them. We have in many ways. Let me tell you, I'm going to fail you, but God will never fail you. God is wanting you to run to him today like David did so that you can recover what's been lost. You can see the restorative process of God. The prodigals come home. Hello? What's distressing you is to draw you nearer to God. Amen. My prayer for you is that you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you know him more. Yes. You know him more than you know who's running for president this next year. Just shut it off. We're part of another kingdom. Let's do our duty here. We're part of another kingdom to release his plans on the earth. And God's looking for a people who will who will say yes to his words to run to the battle. In your office, in the school, in the marketplace, 
in the gym. God has people assigned to you to win to him. And I do, I want to speak to the ones who you've walked away. You've never messed up so much that God stopped loving you. You've never ran so far away that God can't get you. I'm here to tell you today that God is a God of restoration. You may have run some years away from God and you may have done some pretty crazy stuff. The Father's waiting for you with open arms. You're sitting in this room. You may be a guest. You're in a church that has open arms for you. Doesn't matter if you've struggled with the identity of your sexuality. Doesn't matter if you've been a crack addict, an alcoholic, you've been married, messed up, whatever. It's a house of restoration. It's a house of recovery. It's a house of healing. And you're in the right house today. And God is with us. And I just want to pray that prayer over you. The worship team can come. I just want to pray the prayer of recovery, overflow, advancement, and restoration over your life and over your families today before I turn the mic over to Pastor Owen. and If you bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment, I just want you to be honest. I'm not going to ask you to come down here and do anything crazy. I'm not going to do that. But you're in this room and you say, Pastor Jeff, if you would, could you just honor this just for a moment? Just please don't look around just for the sake of those who may respond. Pastor Jeff, Pastor Jeff I need Jesus. I've I just been living for myself. And I need Jesus. I want him today. I want to give my life to him. I want to tell you it's not just about a prayer. It's about, it is about living and following Jesus. Repentance is turning from the way that you've been living and living the way Jesus asked you to live. If you're in this room, you say, I I want to come back to Jesus. I want to give Jesus my life for the very first time. I want you to slip up your hand just so I can pray with you right where you are. Just slip it up. God bless you. Put it right back, right back down. You don't have to keep it up long. Just let me see you. Anybody else? Amen. God loves you. Man, God loves you. God loves you so much. Anybody else before I move on? Hallelujah. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, those of you, those of you who raise your hand for salvation, just talk to God. I'm not going to give you a prayer. You know how you feel right now. Just tell God how you feel, that you want him. Ask him to help you to live for him from this day forward. After the service, those of you who have raised your hand, I'm going to ask you to come to the the right side of the stage and there's going to be someone here that can give you some information to help you. And you need to do that. It's important that you tell somebody what you did today. But Father, I pray for this house today. The Lord, the remainder of this year would be an incredible demonstration of your power to bring recovery into our life, recovery of health, marriages, relationships, business, what has been lost be fully recovered. Lord, that Psalm 65, 11 will take place, that there will be an overflow of provision. Those who have, who have lacked, Lord God, in an incredible way, that, Lord, the treasuries of heaven would be opened up as they honor your word, that, God, your provision would be seen in their life. They could trust you to open doors of provision for their life. God, we pray advancement. The Lord inside every man and woman in this room, the spirit Just a righteous spirit would rise up to run to the battle, to not back away from the culture, Lord God, but to speak truth, 
to speak truth into situations, to declare your word over our children, over our communities, over our schools, over businesses, Lord, to march into the battle with the full armor of God, to be fully committed. Lord, that there would be restoration take place. Even the years, some in this room feel like they've wasted years. You, oh God, have the power to restore those years and bring significance and influence from this time forward. Would you stand with me? Everyone, just stand with me. Just lift your hands heavenward and say, Lord, I receive your word today. I receive recovery. Lord, you know what I've lost. I receive restoration. I receive your overflow. I need an overflow of wisdom, God. I don't know what to do. I need an overflow of your provision. I need an overflow of direction in my life, God. Help me to advance where you want me to. Help me to stay in my lane, God, and to give my all for your glory, to run to the battle where you have a position for me, Lord God, to make an impact and make a difference for your kingdom here on this earth. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Owen. Can we give the Lord praise this morning? So take that, share it with somebody, get on there on YouTube, whatever, and share it. Have some folks do that. They're going to lead us out in worship. Thank you for being here. But would everybody please give something to bless them, to help them? You know, we want them to be able to do more of this. This is part of Jeff's heart. So let's just bless them as you go to, if you write a check or something, make it out, you can go to the Kias out there and put on there uh, for the group today, Pastor Jeff Booth. Lord, give us a great week. Help us to be a light, to make a difference. Keep our hearts tender. Help us, Lord, to continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness. God bless you as they sing us out.